Welcome to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I am your host, Dakari, and I have being original here. Say what's up. What's up, people? Today, we will be discussing dating and exactly what dating is because everybody's definition is different. And what's acceptable on a first date? Is a first kiss acceptable? How the 90 day rule plays out because I know some people that don't agree with the 90 day rule. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) We will also be discussing rape culture. We put it off last week. So I am so glad that we will be getting to it this week because it is a very important topic. We will discuss what is rape culture? What is rape? Everybody's definition of what rape is is different. So we will also be discussing how the media plays out. So let's get started. What is your definition of dating? Because everybody has a different definition. I think people confuse dating with being in a relationship these days. These days, they don't really date. That's right. You know, they're more like hook up and then it evolves into a relationship. Dating is going out. We're actually participating in things together. We're going to the movies, we're having dinner. You know, Netflix and chilling. But so you think Netflix and chill is a date? Is you think it's do you think it's a good first date? Yeah, uh, first date. Um, I'm just saying. I'm gonna say for the record, I, no, I, I, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> that means no. It's not a good first date if a dude is contacting you and says he wants to Netflix and chill, and he has not even taken you out to dinner. Then it's a big no, ladies. You're, you're messing up the game for everybody. No, you're just you're just messing up for everybody. You don't do that. Now you know it depends. It depends on what your it depends on what your what your definition of chill is. Like, no, you know, come on, let's be real. If he we, can't take you out to if he can't take you out and show you a good time as far as showing you who he is as guy, and I'm not saying that sex isn't a good time, but we all know what Netflix and chill is. If he can't show you what a good time is as far as like showing you who he is outside the bedroom, showing you that he is, first of all, he's got manners. He's opening the door for you, your car door, the door into a restaurant, or I mean you don't even have to go out to dinner. You can go out rock climbing for all I know, you know, but get out the house. And I think that it's really important that we also tell people to get out the house in general. Don't just jump into Netflix and chill. I'm sorry. All right, I digress. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I cut you off. I feel serious about that. I feel very, very strongly about that. So, uh, well. <laughs> so, so if a guy says to you that Hey, you can come over, we cook dinner, and we can watch a Netflix movie. On a first date? And we can just watch a Netflix movie? On a first date? Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't feel like it's appropriate. I feel like we need to set certain boundaries from the beginning because if he is already inviting you to his house and he hasn't even taken you anywhere in public, ladies, it's a big no. Why can't you take me in public? Do you have a girlfriend? Are you married? Like what? Well, I, you know, I'm just being real. Well, see, I just feel like because working within the entertainment industry, I feel like if we can't Netflix and chill, and when I say chill, I'm not, I'm not suggesting not sex. Not insinuating sex. I'm not okay. insinuating sex. I'm, if that happens, then so be it, but I'm not insinuating. <laughs> I'm not insinuating. 
But I, I just personally feel like if we can't chill and watch The Defenders on Netflix, this this podcast is sponsored by Netflix now. Um, <laughs> if we can't watch The Defenders or we can't chill, you know, I get invited to a lot of stuff. You know, champagne and caviar and all that. But I would like someone to hang out and chill with me as Ben rather than... And I can, I can respect that. No, I, I see where you're going with that. And I would have to agree. You know, it's not about these lavish dates and spending lots of money. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that it's really important for people to know their worth and men too. Okay. To know your worth and to know that, you know, there's nothing wrong because guess what? Once you've been dating a while or you decided to take it to the next level and be exclusive, all of that Netflix and chill is pretty normal, okay? That's what you're gonna be doing. You're gonna be Netflix and chilling all the time. <laughs> so take me out. I want flowers. I want that because, you know, chivalry is like dead. Oh, see, I didn't say that there wouldn't be any flowers and okay. roses and stuff included. I mean, I believe in ambiance and I believe in being a, a gentleman. Okay. You know, when appropriate. Uh, so wait a minute, you know, I wanted to talk about what the Wikipedia definition of dating is. It's a stage of romantic or sexual relationships in humans whereby two people meet socially, possibly as friends, or with the aim of assessing the other's suitability as a prospective partner in a more committed, intimate relationship or marriage. Basically, it's a form of courtship. I okay. believe that. I agree with that. So it's not just like, oh, I've decided to date this person, we're in a serious relationship, because I know you mentioned that when we, like within the first couple minutes. Right, right. Right, because people think, oh, we're dating. So right. that means we're together. Right. No, 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 no. There, there's a big, big difference. Well, I, I go with the whole, you know, if you feel something, say something approach to that. Okay. You know, if... Explain. If, until we agree to be in a committed relationship, you know, we're just dating. I think that it's really important to be very upfront and very honest about that. Agreed. I know guys that while they're dating, you know, a guy can be very much appealing in the sense of doing all the right things. Okay. And he might be doing relationship type things. Okay, you know, right. Like, like a couple of my boys, they're really good guys. Um, at least one of them. <laughs> at least oh, one. Oh, at least one. You got at least one. one. Okay. At least one of them is really a <laughs> you good You got to have at least one. He's a great guy. <laughs> you know, but until... Until he says to the person that he's dating that he's in a relationship, he's not in a relationship. He's just dating, and I. You know, so the, the problem is, is that the, it sounds like there's usually a gray area where people, women in particular, I'm just leading. I'm leading here now from what you're what you're saying, is that women tend to jump into the relationship portion of the interaction as opposed to just honoring the dating aspect. Right. Well, you know, I think that... And I say women, and I'm generalizing right now because we naturally, I feel like women naturally do that. I'm not trying to put any, you know, say anything negative. I'm just saying. Guys do it too sometimes, depending on the situation. I, um, I've had men do that, yes. You know, it's attachment. It yes. becomes become emotionally attached. And I think that sex enhances that attachment. Mm-hmm. And, and you right. know, a lot of, a lot of people... Both men and women can't distinguish between sex and love, or they blur the lines to where. Do you it, think? What, what do you think? Do you think men do that more? Or women do that more? 
I mean, I've seen I've seen it happen on both ends. On both ends, it's been my experience that women kind of we do it more, especially when sex is involved. I mean, we're naturally more emotional. I mean, uh, so I I'd have to agree with that. Well, I mean, it, it also depends on the age. I'm from an era where men tend. You from an era? Yeah. What era are you from? <laughs> what area are you from, man? What uh, area are you from? Good that They don't have the clearance for that. They don't have the clearance for all that. Um, but you know, they're like right now, this younger generation, you know, the fuckboy phenomenon, if you will. Mm -hmm. These guys think that just because they sleep with a woman, they possess her or they have ownership. If they're dating you. They're not required to be exclusive, but mm -hmm. you are. They have those expectations of the women. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, the, you know, in what? some cases, women, because sex is involved in it, I mean, digmatize, if you will. I've never heard that expression before. I need to write that down. When you said digmatize. Digmatize. Instead of hypnotize, right. it's digmatize. All right. right. You know, Did you just make that up? No, it's a thing. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm it's, new. It's I didn't thing. know. Okay. I mean, they call it, I'm they, really writing it down too. You know, uh, <laughs> and guys, you know, and guys, they would call it being pussy whipped. But it's uh, the same, okay, it, all right, stigmatizes right. the other thing. You know, okay, for I mean, I get it. I, get I mean, it. every woman has that one friend that when she gets some good sex in her life, she changes up. She's no longer hanging with the girls now. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. She feels like this guy's the one, and she feels like she's in a relationship. Yeah, trust me, the guy... And he hasn't gotten there yet. Right. He, he might not even have told her that he loved her at this point. Right. You know? He, so, in, in dating, is there a part of dating where it can be too soon? That you tell somebody... I'm just asking your opinion on this because I know, from my perspective, I always wait. I always wait to hear it first from the other person, no matter what I'm feeling, just because I feel like it's kind of like a self-preservation thing. I think it's all about how you manage those engagements. Right, because some people just, they start dating on the second date, third date, they're saying, I love you, I mean. Right, right. That quickly, I think that's a bit much, but you know. Well, I think it all depends on how you manage it. It's all about setting standards. I think that if you know that you are susceptible, mm -hmm to getting caught up or you know if you're susceptible to being turned out or, or whatever <laughs> if you okay. know that you have those those, those tendencies those tendencies you should definitely manage your relationships better so you're saying that manage, okay so manage your engagement now better. we've just kind of crossed another line you know the, another layer basically know thyself right you, you know? know i know like as a man I'm not sharing this with the people listening to this podcast, <laughs> but I know I know my strengths and weaknesses. I know what appeals to me. I know what doesn't appeal to me. Right. I know I know what situations bring out the best in me. I know what situations bring out the worst in me. Mm -hmm. So it's important I manage those situations very carefully. Mm -hmm. I, I manage how I engage with people very carefully. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's always good to have people. You know, I have people around me that have known me for years, if not a decade or two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if not a decade or two. Don't, don't date yourself now. Who? Don't, don't date yourself. I'm saying, uh, like, as far as age yourself, don't age yourself. <laughs> I, know, I have people around me. No that, pun intended. <laughs> right. Well, I have people around me that know me very well. They help make sure that I'm aware of how certain behaviors have played out in the past. As far as dating and relationships. As far as dating and relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, 
you know, I just try to manage those things. But like, I always use the analogy, like some people like lobster and some people like fish sticks. Right. Like, right. I know I like lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I, I know I love life. I but you love know what? Now, if you're hungry, though, if you're hungry, you're gonna have fish sticks. If you can't get any lobster and you are starving, don't act like you won't go for those fish sticks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, you know. I'm There's just... a place for fish sticks, they might be way in the back of the freezer. <laughs> Well, you're, no, you're absolutely right. There is a place for fish sticks. Here's the thing. What happens a lot in dating is that people... Settle for fish sticks all the time. Well, they expect fish sticks to act like lobster. I see what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. you, you can't... I tell my friends that you need to date what you want. Mm -hmm. You need to date what you want. Right. Well, you have to know what you want first. That's the thing. That's, you got to know what you want to to date what you want. Well, that comes in time. And in my 20s, I didn't know what I wanted. I was the same way. I think that that comes in time. You know, as you evolve and as you get older, mm -hmm. as the years come by and there are different experiences right. with different people in relationships, that is going to teach you what you don't like. My mother told me a long time ago, you gotta kiss a lot of frogs before you meet a prince. Well, I it's mean, kinda, it's kind of like that same right, right. notion. It's, okay, if I date a if I date a woman and she's constantly pushing to go to industry events, I know that that's something I don't like. I see. I know that if we can't go to the movies and chill, and if, if everything that you want to do is be at the labels, right, it has to be elaborate, has to be like fancy, and, stuff, and I know that's that's not something that I like. I hear you. Now, don't get it wrong. I don't mind sharing those experiences. Yeah, so what? But it shouldn't be the foundation of our relationship. So, so it's important that in dating that the person you really find out whether or not the person likes you. The thing is, is that you won't know if the person truly likes you unless you've had several dates. Right. And the problem is, is I feel people jump into these exclusive relationships because now, all right, I'm, I'm gonna rewind this a little bit. First kiss. Do you think the first date is too soon? <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I no, think. No, well, it's not too soon. At my age, I think that is, you know, it's not that significant because no. I, I feel that the women that I date are at a level of maturity not to read so much into mm -hmm. a kiss. Okay, I so mean, what about sex then? Do you believe in Steve Harvey's 90 day? I, I just jumped, right? <laughs> I just skipped over second, third base. We went from first to home. Right. I know, so, so what do you say about Steve Harvey's 90 day rule? The 90 day rule is to give you the time to make an evaluation to whether you should engage in engage sex. Engage in sex, right. But I think the 90 day rule is more applicable for women that have an inability to separate sex from, from love, from emotions. Right. Again, if you know that you are susceptible to doing that, then yes, you should do the 90 day rule. Okay. Now, Okay. If I, was, if I was dating somebody and they said to me, you know, they had the 90 day rule, I mean, it's good to have goals. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that it's impossible? I'm not saying that it's impossible. I date very strong women. I date very independent women. Right. You know, women that tend to be very self-aware. I would not reject someone because they have a 90 day rule. I'm just saying that we're probably not gonna. What does that say? Well, my thing right. is, is this I wonder what that says to a man. If you should, I mean, most women don't tell the man that they have the 90 day rule in effect. 
And if they do, I wonder what that says to men. Like, what, what does that say to a man? What would that say to you if a woman said, you know, I have a 90-day rule? What does that say about her if right. she has to have a 90-day rule? Well, if she... If she now, this is a judgment call. I'm I mean, saying. if she broadcasts that information, then more than likely, then you know that she's susceptible. She can't separate emotion from sex. Because otherwise, you don't need a 90-day rule. Okay. I mean, I know women that can literally take or leave with you. Okay. You might think that, oh, I'm gonna date her and put it on her. She's gonna get turned out and, and whatever. But well, I think it has a lot to do with what, I mean, I know Steve Harvey's reasoning for the 90 day rule had a lot to do with having a man respect you, knowing your worth and not giving it to him. So, I mean, do I agree with the 90 day rule? I would have to agree. Would now, I mean, at least try to get as close to the 90 days as possible. That's how I see it because you have got to, I said this in the first podcast, if you haven't heard it, please, if you have the time, go back and listen. Train, not even just your man, even if you're in a same-sex relationship, you should train your partner to respect you, okay? So if you're jumping in bed on the first date, you're not making that person work for it. You're not a prized, I don't want to say a possession because I don't think that you should possess anybody, but you know, it's not something that they had to work for very much. So how are they going to respect it? How are they going to truly appreciate it? You know, when I come across, you know, my friends in different situations, you know, one of the first things I say when they complain about the relationship they're in, did you take the time to read his resume? Right. You and know, there should be one. Because, you know, um, mm -hmm. if he wasn't shit in his previous relationship, mm -hmm. the odds are he's not going to change. And you have to take the time to know that. But I think one of the biggest things is you have to be so sure of who you are as a person that you don't compromise yourself. As, it's no secret. I talk about my daughter all the time. <laughs> my daughter's tough. My daughter's tough. She's beautiful, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. She's, <laughs> she's, she's tough. Now, you know, one of the things that I, I want to take credit that I help install in her is that she's her own woman and I teach her not to compromise. When a guy dates my daughter, that's who she is. She's mm -hmm. going to be herself. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and now she should. Because what happens is the first three to six months you date somebody, you're not dating that person. No. You're dating their publicist. The representative. Right. Absolutely. You, you're dating the best version of themselves. So if you're, if you're a woman and you don't particularly, you're not particularly fond of doing things that are labeled, that are commonly labeled as domesticated behavior, then don't do that. If you're not a woman that likes to cook, don't do that. If you don't, if you're not the woman that feels like, hey, you know what? I clean after my man. I take care of my man. He don't have to do anything. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. You know? That's right. Don't because I've done that. Right. <laughs> you got to trade them from the beginning. Right. Don't sell them on something that they're not going to have later on in the relationship. You know, it's, it, <laughs> it's just like any other part of a relationship. If you don't like something, you should say something. If you want him to do something, you should well, say something. Because if you don't say something, regardless of whether it's in the bedroom or just day-to-day -day dating, if you don't say something, you don't get to complain about it. it well, okay. You don't All get right. to complain okay. about it later um, because when he has and, those expectations and, and this, of you. The, well, what I, exactly. And this is a point that needs to be driven home. Due to many women, myself included in the past, and I say in the past because I got new pieces, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. But the thing is, is that I have been a woman that has been a, 
I want to say yes all the time. I want to say I can do it. I want to, a people pleaser even, you know what I mean, if you will. And women naturally are people pleasers, okay? For the most part, I'm making generalizations. We're not all like this, but a lot of women, especially women from uh, my generation and that are older, you know, I think the younger generation, they have it a little bit more right as far as really knowing who they are and knowing what they would tolerate and saying no from the get-go. I believe that the older generation from like, when I say older, I mean myself, I'm not old, but in my 30s and in 40s on up, because of what we have seen, whether it be through the media or through what we've seen our mothers and grandmothers behave, you know, what their behavior was like. We're just kind of naturally, we're nurturers. We're people pleasers. We want to make sure everybody's okay. And what happens is that you end up dating somebody who can take that for granted. Right. You know, so it's like, I don't think that women should have to change who they are completely. They just have to know their worth and know who to give to and who not to give to. Women that I've dated, one of the things that I've always found attractive about them is that they are generally strong women and they know who they are. Right and they know what they want. And they're very clear in their expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you know, it's very important to start that off from the beginning. Like if you don't want to end up dating a fuck boy, if you date somebody and he shows fuck boy tendencies, then you gotta know what you don't like. You gotta know what you don't want in your life. Cause otherwise what happens is, is that the relationship falls apart. Because if you pretend to be okay with it, at some point, the real you is going to manifest. You know, it's funny. There's a, a line from Ashanti's song many, many moons ago. The things that you accept will be the things that you regret. And it was always one of those lines, you know, or was that line in particular that stuck in my head. And uh, is, it just serves as a reminder of what you're saying right now. You know, that you have to set the bar and set a standard from the beginning. And, uh, and women need to balance that. They, you know, it is, I think it's just called being aware, being conscious of what our normal habits are in relationships. Uh, so that we don't, because a lot of us I know end up in the same kind of relationship over and over again. Right. You know, and it has a lot to do with how we conduct ourselves and the things that we do say, okay, well, we just kind of sweep under the carpet that become glaring issues later. So it's really important, you know, in the right from the beginning, right when you're dating, uh, to set the bar. Um, women, I just feel like for the most part, though, we, we just tend to really just accept a lot of things. We always we accept that that BS, and I think it's time for a change. And a lot of the younger women coming up are are watching and looking to us, and they're making those changes. I know my daughter, for one. Again, I'm gonna bring her up. She is a beast. She is fierce. She will tell you what she wants. I am raising her, just as I know a lot of women are raising their daughters, to set the bar. Know your worth. That's important. Yes, in the beginning of dating. It's going to make me kind of like want to move over into the discussion as far as uh, where we're going with this. I know that we decided that we wanted to discuss rape culture. Well, that, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I, it is. That's, I mean, the, is. Culture, the culture that involves into that. Right, because you know, we, we have for so long been used to accepting bullshit. Right. So why wouldn't there be, you know, a lot of people said that there's propaganda 
surrounding this whole rape culture situation. And you know, I get where that comes from. I get that perspective. A lot of people don't even know what rape culture is. You know, it would have to start with, well, first of all, what is your definition of rape? Is it just that a person has been violently desexualized? Or is it the friend or boyfriend that you've been seeing that has decided to basically have sex with you when you're passed out after you guys have gone out drinking? Or, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different variations of it. And is there, um, are there degrees of badness? Are there degrees of rape? It kind of just pours into this situation where there's a lot of gray area and a lot of women don't want to say anything about bringing it to court like you know it has to be black and white as far as the court system is concerned but you know what women we live in this gray area we live in an area our whole lives where we are blasted whether it's the magazine stands or if it's on television through commercials you know we are super everything is hypersexualized every single you know everywhere we're taught that certain images are okay. I mean, even if we talk about porn, I mean, there is so much violent porn out there or simulations of violent porn out there, you know. All this has to do with rape culture, all of it. To say that it doesn't exist, I mean, it's like this. It's like, this is a deeper subject. I'm not even gonna get into it this way, but I'm gonna use this as an example. When people say that oh, well, the things that are going on on television currently right now are propaganda as far as racism is concerned. Okay, maybe to a certain extent it's perpetuating the situation because of how it's sensationalized in the media, but you can't say it doesn't exist. And that's how I feel about rape culture. It's like, you know, yes, is there propaganda out there? <laughs> Absolutely. Does it hurt the woman more, I think, because now we've been victimized for so long that we feel like, oh my goodness, we're a victim, so now we're even more afraid, so now that's, that's taking our power away from us even further? Yes, but there is a stream of consciousness out there, stream of media out there, you know, and you can't negate the fact that there are a lot of people in law enforcement, whether they be police people, police officers, whether they be, um, judges or lawyers etc that most men are not convicted most police officers say well i mean there was this one thing i came across as far as a woman wearing a mini skirt you know what i mean oh well she shouldn't have been dressed like a slut what does she expect i mean that's the, that's that bullshit do women need to be responsible as far as being aware of where they are and, and trying to make better judgment calls with who they're around absolutely However, that does not mean that I'm gonna blame the victim for being raped. Prime example, 13 Reasons Why. A lot, no, a lot of people saw that show, okay? Right. A lot of people saw that show. Um, both women were raped very differently. Right. One was passed out, basically, or very inebriated. Right. And the other one, it was forced, it was forceful. I'm sure that there are people out there that feel like, oh, well, they didn't really, you know, well, the one was drunk. I mean, you know, she didn't, she could have fought him more or, you know, that the, the second, the second girl that were, it was more of a forceful event, you know, that it could have been more forceful rape. Let's call it what it is. That's the other thing. I, we need to start changing our verbiage and stop calling it sex because it's rape. But, you know, when you see something like this, well, she could have done something more, you know, and it's kind of like, what else would you want her to do? Right. I, you know? And I agree with that point because why would it be her responsibility to stop him from doing something wrong? 
Right. That takes away the responsibility of for the his rapist. actions. That's and, right. And his decision making. Him only taking responsibility for whatever choice that he made in that moment. Absolutely. I, agreed. I mean, it, it's, so it's like blaming, saying, you're blaming the victim and what is it? And I read in our society, we teach don't get raped as opposed to don't rape. I'm not saying that rape is, you know, is on the incline. I think that it's probably at the same numbers as it was before. I think that it was just kind of tucked away and women really just didn't want to talk about it. I feel like through talking about it, more women come forward, but unfortunately the numbers have proven that there's still the same amount of convictions. So men are not, they're still not being convicted. And why aren't they being convicted? Because law doesn't want to convict them. Why don't they want to convict them? Because we still have, we still have sexist men that are in control. We are living in a patriarchal society where men are in control. I just want to make it very clear. A lot of times there are women that are just as culpable on those juries. Who right. make, who Agreed. Make, who Agreed. Make, who make judgments? Oh, oh you make judgment calls. Absolutely. On the victim's you know, lifestyle. You know, and you know what I've found out? I've realized in just the research that I've done. Like I'm talking about law enforcement, but even on a regular like ground level, when I talk to women, they feel the same way that a lot of men do. Right. Oh well, it's her fault. You know, well she. What, what did she expect? That's their mentality on it. So no, agreed. Thank you for the correction because absolutely, as another woman, how wouldn't you take it seriously? Now, do I think that there's false accusations because of bad sex? They, they, they're regretting it. I, I believe that there's false accusations in terms of people trying to gain for financial reasons. Or, right, or they want to or salvage their reputation. Or, or maliciousness. Right. I, I mean, I don't, I, I definitely, would probably say that it's probably incredibly rare that a woman files a, a rape accusation over buyer's remorse. Right. You know, just because he didn't. No, I'm not saying bad sex. I'm not saying when I say bad sex, I mean sex that they regret. Right. Right. Because they were really inebriated, really drunk, and then it's kind of like when they're asked. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like they they look back on it, and when they talk about it to a friend, the friend is asking them, "Well, wait a minute. Well, if, if you were really drunk and you didn't say it was okay, then it was kind of like, oh my God, why well, was raped? Right. That was rape then. You know, that's what I'm talking about when I say bad sex. I'm not just saying that. No, he wasn't hit. He was he wasn't doing it right. I was, you know what I mean. I was saying that, like, you know, right? No, I get you know, you know what I mean, like, yeah. No, I get yeah. What you're well, I think these days there's a level of cultural awareness that men should have. As a man, you have to be aware of your responsibilities to protect your own interests. Which means that if I'm dating a woman and she's intoxicated, okay, that's not the time to have sex with her. Even if, if you had sex with her the day before. So you're, talking, you about, you're, her, you're talking about judgment. You're talking about just teaching better judgment. Let's say me and one of my friends, we've been dating and where she's very familiar with me. I don't think that it's fair to punish somebody for trusting me. She's trusting me not to take advantage of her. So, all right. So the question is this. I'm seeing somebody. We've been seeing each other for a while. We've already had sex multiple times. And now he and I have decided to go out and drink right and we, we've done this before okay. normal thing and i go to his house and i've passed out now because because i'm intoxicated well, I'm, gonna stop, out. I'm gonna stop you right there mm -hmm. 
anything after that point is rape. And he has to know that. Even though we've already had sex drunk it doesn't 20 matter. times. It doesn't matter to me. You are still responsible. That's like the primitive notion that a man couldn't rape his wife. Mm -hmm. No, she has the right to say no to you. Right. Even if you're married. And if you force her, that's right. I just believe in that. I'm just curious as to what, as a man, what, how you, how, I, I mean, what your perspective I, is on I, that. I believe I have a daughter. Right. Trust me, saying to me that my daughter passed out is not going to stop me from loading up that gun. Right. Well, what I mean, kind rape, of person? Rape, rape culture I mean, is also, I mean, I was gonna, just going to talk about this quick. Like, what? how do you define rape culture? Because, I mean, I have the actual definition here. I think rape culture is a culture to where women are subjugated to existing in a very limited parameter to where in order to avoid rape, you have to not be promiscuous by society standards, the way that you dress, you have to dress a certain kind of way. Well, rape culture would be the opposite of that where they, where they feel like men have the right to take ownership of a woman's body. Right. If the culture is, is that where they think that it's okay. It's okay. Do you think that right. women? Do you think that women live by a rape schedule? What do you mean? A rape schedule. A rape schedule is uh, when a woman, or when we as women, we don't go out past a certain time at night. Uh, we won't go certain places unless we're in a group. Uh, we kind of like where you, you know, you basically live on a schedule and you base it off of when you feel safe and when you don't and you conduct your life as such. And men don't do that. Well, I think, again, those are guidelines that were built to remove the responsibilities. Of the men. Of the, the men. Yeah. There are guidelines in which men can justify their actions. Mm -hmm. Women are the first teachers of our children. I was, yeah. they, are the, they are the cornerstone of our society. Right. Just the simple notion that, that because you're a man that you can just take possession. I mean, that's one of the most god-awful experiences mm. anybody can do because um, men can be raped too right well. right well what we're doing we're just really talking about heterosexual man versus woman like you know what i mean as far as right. men raping women right but yeah we do uh, yes there are men that can be raped out there by other men uh there are uh, there's transgenders that can you know be raped uh transsexuals right. etc you know so yeah i mean it can go many different ways um but we're just kind of really just talking about just so that everybody you know we can specify for everyone that we are just discussing really when a man rapes a woman uh, the reason why i ask about the rape schedule you know I, I read a little bit into that and uh a lot of women don't realize we are taught from very early on that we're prey and we're taught very early on so that we can protect ourselves and it's just so embedded into our natural state of being that we just don't even think about it anymore. I know I'm, I can speak for myself that I move in a certain way and won't go certain places at a certain time for fear of it. It's kind of really, what it does is, is it, it doesn't allow me to be free. And that's what feminists are saying, you know, that they're the ones that coined the term rape culture in the 70s. And that's what this really, this conversation is about. It, it, we want, I wanted to open up a conversation or a discussion concerning rape culture because it's, a woman's freedom and her liberties being at risk, you know. Right. Uh, but a lot of because a lot of people don't realize what rape culture even is. You know, you hear the word culture and you're like, what? You know what I mean? Culture. You know, you've defined rape culture very accurately. 
is what I wanted to say. Right. Well, well done, you did. You know, I know that I teach my five-year-old, I teach her to be a strong, she's gonna be a strong female, but I also have to teach her to be safe. And you know, and we have to teach our children, period, to be safe, even young boys. I mean, you know, it can happen to them as well. What can we do, though, to teach do you think that, with, as far as rape culture is concerned, all the sensationalized stories and everything, and do you think, even like Fifty Shades of Grey, and you know what I mean, do you think that it makes people more prone to think that rape is okay? In particular, with Fifty Shades of Grey, one thing that has to be um, noted is that she consents. Right. She consents. I, you, know, you know what? I have not seen it. Right. I just know what it's about. Well, she consents. She consents to it. You know, but I think that it is important for us to teach our young boys. Right. Time for these kind of discussions occur way um, before puberty. Absolutely. They should be taught, you have to respect a woman's body. And you have to respect the word no. And you have to understand, it's not just illegal. It is morally wrong. It's, 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 it's just it's a simple violation. Well, what about what about now? I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring hip hop into this, okay? Hip hop has a lot of misogynistic undertones, right? Where violent sex or abuse is entertained and tolerated, and I mean even growing up in the '90s. We listen to a lot of music and it's, you know, we're impressionable, okay? As humans, I mean, more so when we're younger, but even as we get older, you know, the, we're, we're assaulted on a daily basis. I call it an assault because we can't help seeing certain images, you know what I mean? We're throwing, right. these images are thrown at us and they affect you, even if it's just on a subconscious level. Right. Now, with hip hop and the undertones that it has, do you feel, you know, that's a part of the rape culture? I can see where certain not all. I'm, I'm, I know right. we know not all. Right. I'm I, not saying all. I can see where certain material. Out material. Mm-hmm. That you know they talk very aggressively right. towards women in a very in a sexual way. As a culture, I think that as a culture, right. that we really have to look at. We really have to hold these artists in hip hop mm-hmm. accountable mm-hmm. for the things they say. But we when, buy it. But when Rick it's what Ross, the, it's what the public wants, though. We buy it. The public wants what they're given and what is marketed towards them. When Rick Ross said the thing about um, slipping the chick and Molly, mm-hmm. you know, there was backlash for that. The backlash for that didn't really start within our community. Right. It was women organizations outside of our community. I'm a firm believer that you have to be careful of what you applaud. Right. You have to be very mindful of the things that you applaud. Women in a lot of hip hop songs, they're objectified. They're nothing more. They're not mentioning it as anything more than a source of pleasure. Right. Women are actually the biggest consumers. Of right. Hip-hop. Right. Um, that's what I. That's what I mean. If this stuff is being psychologically embedded. Right. You know what I mean? Like on a level where people are just—they're oh, not awake. They're not conscious. They're not aware that they're being assaulted like this. And, and that you know, where it's hard to say what came first, the chicken or the egg. Almost. Well, I think irregardless, we have to look at it and make some changes because the day that Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber, the day that they make a song calling women hoes or, or talking about women in the way that's prevalent in hip hop is the day their careers in. 
Right, so you would have to say that with hip hop concern, it's more or less is racial. It is racial. I think that, you know, for some reason, the people in our culture are entertained by that negativity or tolerated. Right. If, if not just tolerated. I've seen more accountability these days than there ever been before. Like there was a time when um, Rick Ross would have said what he said and nobody would There would have been no backlash. Right. And, and Oh, I remember. I remember the, the 90s very clearly. Right. That it was okay to say all types of things. And right. it was very, we were all very accepting. Myself included, I'm not going to lie. You know, it was kind of like just a normal Well, you know, there's songs like, verbiage. you know, JT Money beat that bitch with a bat. There's a historical... So we become desensitized, is basically is what you're saying. Right. Here's the thing. How much outrage when Chris Brown has a song, These Souls Ain't Loyal, right? Right. When women are not challenging it, you know, one can only gather that they... They like it. They like it, you know? But or, why do they like it? Is it because men explain things to them? Because, and the reason why I use that term in particular, men explain things... Men explain things to me. It's a book by Rebecca Solnit. It's, she's, she's a feminist. And it, it discusses basically what we're talking about right now. It's like women, women are the major listeners or the purchasers of, of this type of material, but it's kind of like, well, for so long we've been conditioned to kind of follow, if you will, you know, that when this comes out, oh, well, all these guys think it's cool, or all these men that I know in my life think that this is a, a good track. You know what I mean? Not that women can't think on, we, we can think on our own. We have been thinking on our own and we're stepping up. But it's environmental. But it's environmental. Well, I mean, if a girl grows up in a whorehouse and then she becomes a whore. I mean, it's kind of natural. You're, you're, there's no surprise. Right. Everything in her immediate surrounding tells her that whoring is cool. Right. Being a whore is cool because everybody's a whore. Uh, it's a vicious cycle because a mommy has a man that disrespects her, calls her a bitch, calls her this and that, she stays with him. Right. That woman is teaching her daughter that that's acceptable behavior. So when that daughter grows up and she's dating another, uh, I, I, um, trying not to use certain words. I hear you. Um, <laughs> when she's dating somebody else, right? and she gets older and that man calls her a bitch, but her mama was a bitch, so she feels but like- it's that, normal. It's normal, this is what happens. She's been desensitized. And the fact that it's so bad that when someone treats her good, or someone treats her with respect, she's not accustomed to respect. Right. Respect, she doesn't trust respect because she's not familiar with it. Right. That plays a part into the whole rape culture thing too. I mean, I know from being in close proximity to certain situations, I've seen where the victim gets blamed by other women. By other women. I was like shocked no. and at the same time kind of fascinated by it. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, wow. This is amazing, like I, you know, not in a good way, but you know, this is like I was floored but, I, that women think that you know that oh, when a woman is raped, I mean, they usually go about, well, what did she do? Where was she at? And what was she wearing? What? Were you making this very conditional? And what surprised me again is that it's that kind of disassociation yes. that it, that it reoccurs in our community because if it happened to them, they wouldn't feel that way. Right. You know, and I, I think that we have to be mindful of that. I think that, you know, whether it's through um, Muslim expression yeah. or, or through slavery itself. I was just, we, you know that my head was going we, there. We have become accustomed to being abused. Yes. You could get treated like shit so consistently that you don't, you forget that you're getting treated like shit. Yes. 
if you grow up and you're accustomed to being abused in that in sexually, physically, emotionally, that becomes your normal. Right. If you're not standing up for yourself, who's going to stand for you? Rape is probably one of the worst, heinous. most heinous crimes can be committed. You know, your, your victim is never whole after that. It's, it's a big deal. I think it's, it's a big deal. I've, I've read that, you know, well, what's worse? Well, at least she, she didn't die. It wasn't like she was murdered. No, it's worse to an extent because then, no, you have to live with the scars for the rest of your life and, and go into the world and try to be as quote unquote normal as possible. You know, but I feel like it's, oh, there's just so much, there's so much to talk about. It's just, we don't have, we don't have a lot of time. I know uh, we're really getting to a point where we need to wrap this up. Just to recap, I didn't get a chance to ask you as many questions as I wanted to be an original. I didn't get to it, I didn't get to it. Other than, uh, what your definition of rape culture was and rape and, and, and stuff because I, I had some questions or answers on that as well. Uh, what I was going to say is basically who are the victims of rape culture? Do you think it's men? Women? Both? Well, I mean, if we're talking about heterosexual... Because it's not all men. Well, it's not all men that are... Not every man... I mean, oh, if, it, if it's a man then he can rape. Any man is, is capable of rape. Who is out here failing to teach these young boys respect. Right. I mean, I know I've had that conversation with my sons as soon as they begin, you know, if not before, they begin to find themselves interested. Women are not looked at as sexual beings that have feelings and how we feel count. You know, we're, we're not looked at as such. As far as like, I'm talking like broadly, like the media right. and in videos and in, you know what I'm saying, magazines and such, in commercials, we are, are kind of like treated as if we are two-dimensional beings. What I feel what needs to occur is we need to teach that women are multifaceted. Right. And that we're not to just, you're not entitled to us. Right just because you've seen so much sex on TV right. or because of the porn that you've watched or whatever the case is. Right. You know, to keep your hands to yourself, I get it, but it's like it's even deeper than that on a spiritual level. I feel that women, we, you know. It, well, that's why I think it's so important that positive male role models and positive father figures father. And positive female well, figures as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yes. Positive, strong women That can as teach well. them what that looks like and right. then why they should be respected. Right. A lot of the fuckboys, the little fuckboys that participate, yeah, I said fuckboys. <laughs> a lot of the fuckboys that do that kind of behavior, right. they're mimicking somebody. Right. You know, How can they respect a woman if they don't respect their mother? If mom is, is, is carrying herself in a certain way, you know, um, they, they won't learn that they need to respect a woman. And the, then they see the images on TV or and they hear it in certain music or, you know what I mean? And it's just like it propels this whole notion that women are to be objectified and treated as sexual objects and that we're entitled to your body and if you've had a couple drinks and I pay for those drinks and you're in my bed, I'm entitled to have sex with you. Knowing the consequences, knowing that it's wrong. People don't realize how spiritual sex actually is. And we're gonna save that for another discussion. I did talk to one guy that at one time, and he did articulate it pretty well and when he said that when you have sex with somebody, it's like you're taking a piece of them with you for always. 
I, be, I believe that. You, you know, but people a, don't think of sex that way. It's a way. connection. It's a connection that... I mean, a, you make children doing this. You make, you create another human being doing this. This is not just an act of purely, uh, of pure pleasure. You know right. what I'm saying? This is put in place for something far deeper. Right. You know, so, but people don't look at sex that way. And rape is like a complete abomination of that. I mean, you have just completely made it a dis disgusting perversion. That and child molestation, those are two of the most god-awful things that you can do to another human being. I, I think there should be tougher sentences for it. I think what it is as far as to, for some solutions, we need to make sure that, you know, police officers are properly trained when it comes to situations. Right. Our rape advocates really need to step up too and be a little bit more thorough. Just the law period like it's not a black and white situation i get it but you know we just need to be a little bit more thorough as far as you know how we bring these offenders you know to court and follow through with convicting them um you know there was something else i actually wanted to ask you concerning that um and this will be my last like i'm gonna throw this out there is there a way can people be pragmatic on moral issues. And this, and this, I think, rape is a moral issue. You can be. I mean, I'm a very pragmatic person. I think that you can be pragmatic. I think you can be. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Either have consent or you don't. And if right. you don't have consent, then it's rape. You know, we need to start right there and recognize what that means. Right. If she says no and you force yourself on her, you're raping her. Right. Anytime without consent. If she's passed out, she now, how do you how do you feel about this? I know that they're trying to pose some type of consent form. I mean, do you think that's logical to be to sign a consent form before having sex? I mean, because you can you can sign a I can sign a consent form, right? Right before we decide, okay, we're gonna have cons we're gonna have sex. I consent. I sign the form. Then after my top is off and we're in the throes of it, I decide to change my mind. That doesn't stop you from suing. If you sign a consent form, a woman has the right to change her mind. You could be butt naked if you right. say no. Right. It's no. And right. I, I think that. Even if there's a consent form signed. Is there, I mean, how would that stand up in court? Wouldn't that hurt the female court, though? You know. I, I would think that that would, like, you know what I mean? Like, you try to bring it to court you, after that. Well, you know what? She signed this consent form. Because this is actually a real thing. They are but, really but, talking about well, doing this. But here's the thing. I, and in those situations, even when you sign a consent form, is it under duress? Mm. Are you being coerced to sign it? Mm. Okay. You, you know, it's kind of like. Like I'll give you a great example. The mystical, his first rape charge, not the new okay. one, not the one oh, that not happened the, not this the week, new one, right. not the one that happened this week, but the one that happened like six six years ago. Okay. Okay. In that situation, somebody involved with his music career had allegedly stole money from him. Okay. Through cashing checks that without his authorization, instead of him calling the authorities, he decided that he was going to embarrass her and forced her into engage and sexual acts mm -hmm. as a punishment in lieu of turning her over to the police for the theft. Wow. Wow. And though she consented to performing those sex acts, it was done under duress over the threat of being... What's that called? It's called rape. No, no, no. I know that's called... <laughs> I know that's called rape, silly. I'm told by the... But if it was like a business dealing, kind of like a blackmail, that's not like embezzlement. What is that? What it's is that? extortion. Extortion. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So he extorted her for her... For sex. For sex. I used, to love, I used to love Mystical back he in the day. He empowered himself in this situation That's to show her 
how much power he had. That's and he embarrassed her, of course, and that's, to do that. That's that's really. I mean, you I mean, know, you know, I, I why? Think, why would you have to do something like that? That you know, I just don't understand. I mean, why people feel like they would need to do something like that? I just don't get it. Well, it's a power thing. It's a power thing. I think that we have to send messages. The court. Right. Has to send messages that is not acceptable. No, absolutely not. It's so normalized, and that's the reason why people don't want to call it as such. I, I like again. I would just say I was just thinking about like other countries and what this is called. They just don't even call it anything. We just have to evolve as a society. But this has been a great topic. I, you know, I think that um, the people listening to the podcast, I think they're going to come away with a. Clearer a clearer sense of what rape culture is and why we made it a discussion yeah. um, and tied it in with dating, no less, especially across college campuses. You know, as far as dating is concerned, it seems to be kind of like a trend. So, um, and not, I don't even want to say a trend because it's been happening for so long. Women are just finally stepping up and saying something about it because they feel like they're going to get more support. But uh, yeah, but yeah, well, I was, that was that was pretty heavy. I, I try not to get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get too excited over things like this, and, but uh, it definitely hits home for a lot of different reasons. You know, I've had friends that have been raped, you know, and then, you know, to be a woman, to know what it's like to be, you know, to be kind of like, I feel like sometimes like prey, you know? So, um, yeah, it hits home in a lot of different ways. Uh, I was going to kind of switch gears. We're going to switch gears before we sign off. I was going to talk about some astro weather that we're having currently. Today is the day of the solar eclipse. The moon is passing in front of the sun. I'm sure everyone knows that because it's all over the place. This is the first time it's happened since 1918, and it will not happen again for several hundred years from now. Um, so it's definitely a monumental event. Uh, uh, now, both are in Leo. The moon, the new moon. Today's a new moon, too. It's not just a solar eclipse. It's a new moon. And so you get the moon and the sun both uh, in Leo, I believe 28 degrees Leo, you know, Leo being a very optimistic, flamboyant sign. Um, it's also a sign of optimism, you know, courageousness, definitely a lot of fire behind the Leo. Uh, it is the king of the jungle and they don't just say it for no reason. We have a bit of that and uh, we also have this Mercury retrograde going on, which if your phone hasn't been working correctly, if your computer's not working correctly, if you found that your transportation, like trains, planes, automobiles, all that stuff is just really starting to make you uh, irate, pretty much, <laughs> uh, then that would be the reason. Uh, Mercury, even communications, as far as talking to other people, you're finding that you're getting into arguments a lot more. You're finding that you're hearing other people argue amongst themselves a lot more. It all has to do with miscommunication. Mercury rules communication. Don't let this Mercury retrograde, I repeat, do not let this Mercury retrograde have you lose the message that you are able to grab a hold of your dreams. I mean, we are coming out of the eclipse season. This is the last, this is the last eclipse for this season. You won't see any more eclipses until uh, come the end of winter and beginning of spring. So you have to really kind of grasp a hold of, this is the third eclipse. We came out of the Lion's Gate, 888, pretty much, or 8817, which was 888. I don't know if anybody has seen that come across our timeline. Uh, but 
there's so much going on. It's not even just on a personal level, but it's on a global level where you have so much change going on. You have the different rallies going on. You have the president might be being impeached going on. I mean, you have so much going on. And then on a personal level, you also have the fact that with it being a Leo, you want to just go ahead and grab for your dreams. It's almost like it, it's a lot of you, I'm sure, are coming face to face with the things that you were meant to do in your life. You know what I mean? How has this been affecting you being original? I mean, I know how it's been affecting me. I mean, I am sitting here with you on the solar eclipse, new moon, everything in Leo. It's con for me, it's personally, it's conjuncting my north node. So, I mean, for me, big things. North node for me is kind of like, ah, it has to do with my purpose in life. Is this my purpose in life, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But how is this affecting you, all this energy? Definitely paying attention to the things that the universe is showing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's forward. crystal clear for a lot of people right now. It's right. like a and mirror. I'm, and I'm moving forward with the opportunities. It's, a, it's definitely a positive thing because mm -hmm. it's just more encouraging me to move forward and take on, you know, new endeavors. Right. You know, there's some static. New in endeavors? Yeah. New endeavors? Yeah. What new endeavors are you, do you speak of? Uh, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. I know <laughs> what endeavors you speak of. You know, it's been a positive thing for the most part. Good. I, I would say. I'm, at least I'm focusing on the positive Well, thing. what I would say is this for, to everybody that's listening. Don't think that, you know, today you have all of this big hype with the solar eclipse, this big hype, all oh, new moon, everything's in Leo. The stuff that you see that, that maybe within the past five days or five days going forward, it's really about... The, it, it, like you won't see the end result is my point until maybe 2020 that's the turnaround time on this one right right now okay, okay? so it's not like you're gonna have this big amazing event you know everybody thinks that like you know when you talk about astrology it's gonna be like this crazy event that's gonna happen right when the solar eclipse happens no no no, no. so, it, it's, so, it's, it's so don't buy the lotto tickets now no no don't buy the lotto tickets now. if you now if you have a dream about something right now right it may very well happen within the next three years. Or whatever you see for yourself right now, like you said, things are coming coming to be like there's more clarity. Right. You know, right now because Mercury is in retrograde, you may be revising some old dreams or, or reorganizing some things so that going forward from now till 2020, those dreams, as long as you, of course you, you back it with the energy necessary, can come to fruition, okay. you know? So it's really, you know, Leo is also about, it is also the sign as far as it covers loyalty. It's a dignified sign. Um, like, so loyalty to yourself, being dignified, being regal, being the king and queen that you are. You really need to make sure that you pay attention to everything that's happening right now. Everything that the universe is showing you right now because you can make it happen and don't doubt yourself and when things really start to roll forward again come september 5th and things are not going over because mercury is going to go forward again september 5th you'll really feel like you're not kind of like doing a stutter step right now i know it probably feels like you're doing a stutter step but it will smooth out and you will be able to go forward so that come fall you can you know reap what you sow during the harvest all right, okay. Yeah, so, definitely. Okay. That's all I really wanted to say. I just, I mean, for anybody that's out there, I love astrology. I do astrology readings. You can find me at Serenity Hands of Healing. I do readings down there uh, every Saturday by appointment only. The phone number 845-896-1915. Again, 845-896-1915. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Designs by Dakari, and find me on Facebook. 
Designs by Dakari. So yeah, hit me up either way. If you don't want to call the shop and you want to hit me directly, you can through DM, but please, it's not past, I don't know, not past 12 o'clock. What do we say about that in the first right, podcast? Right. Don't hit me up at like 3 a.m. Right, don't do too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you can DM me, you know, I, what I will need to know is I need to know the date, time, place of your birth. No, I can't just go by your mom saying, oh, I think it was two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I need to know per minute what the time was and uh, I can go ahead and do that uh, chart for you. I can do natal charts, solar return charts, and I can do relationship charts as far as synastry and composite. Mm. So where can they find you? You can find me at Bean Original on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. Then the original one on Snapchat. Feel free to hit me up. Don't send me a link. Don't send me a link to any music or anything. Introduce yourself. You know, respect the games. You know, have some common courtesy. Send a resume if you think that you, you know, or or you know what I mean. Like I, what happened? Somebody sent you something that was just like they wanted to. To work right, for the right. magazine, but they didn't send you a resume. Right, no, no, right. no, no, no. You gotta right. send, 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 come on now. You know, apply some common sense to it. Put right. some common sense on it. Right. But feel free to hit me up. You know, if there's if anything business related, you can just email UMA at UMA-marketing.com. If you have any, if you have any ideas on topics, please, we right. are open. Now, what I will tell you is, is that next week we are going to be discussing. If I can find it in my book, next week is going to be colorism. Okay, that's a good topic. Yes, it is. And you know what? Colorism is going to take up the whole discussion because that's it's a very big discussion for us. Not that, you know, what we have been talking about isn't, but, you know, I know I have a lot of thoughts and emotions on the subject at hand. Nine, six. I got a couple of things. Maybe we'll just wait. We'll wait on letting them know what that's about. So, but next week, colorism. But if anybody has any topics, suggestions, or whatever else, please shoot us a DM. All right? We're going to sign off? Yeah. All right. Good night.